0: Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education.
1: Hello everybody, it's me, Katie Patrick, joined by former General Hospital Superstar, Mr. David Fiorazzo. Just a reminder, we love to hear from you. So please do send us your questions, comments, and any other concerns you may have by visiting stayeducated.org. In fact, coming up at the end of the show today, I will be addressing a question that was sent in by one of our prized audience members. So stay tuned for that. Today though, we are going to start in Ireland where a Christian teacher who refused to use the preferred pronouns of a transgender student is now in the slammer. Is that what they call it in Ireland, the uh, slammer? I don't. They, I don't could. Know. they, they could. They could.
2: They could call it that. But I, I like this story. Pastors, pay attention. Church leaders, this is how you should be dealing with this transgender ideology. And when you are told to lie, first of all, let me quote Edmund Burke, who once said, "The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil was that good people or good men should do nothing." All right. So. This is a Christian teacher we're talking about, imprisoned. Don't think it can't come to America, friends. By the way, they're working on the Equality Act, those Democrats. So his name is Enoch Burke. He was imprisoned in Ireland after refusing to use a transgender student's preferred pronouns. So there he is right there. Uh, Thank you, Enoch. Thank you for setting an example for all people, for sanity, for truth, for biology, and as a Christian witness to people who are going to stand on the truth of God's word and not cave to culture. Uh, I just want to uh, quote a little bit of what he said. This is great. He said, It is insanity that I will be led from this courtroom to a place of incarceration, but I will not give up my Christian beliefs. Kudos, sir. So what happened? He's a Christian teacher in Ireland. He refused to use the pronouns, as we've heard, story after story, and court cases are starting to abound, but there was a transgender student. The teacher, Enoch Burke, was suspended and now in jail for contempt of court. Katie, uh, the order barred him from teaching or even being present. Like, he's he stood up for truth, for the Bible, for biology, for sanity, and he is a threat. His presence at the school is a threat. You better take this away. I'm getting too, too heated here. Yes.
1: Calming, uh. calming <laughs> winds. Yeah. So, it, it, just so everyone's aware, aware, like you said, he violated a court order to neither teach nor be physically present at Wilson's Hospital School in multifernum. We're talking in Ireland here. Uh, County Westmeath, Ireland, in the Church of Ireland-affiliated boarding school. So let me
2: just read the Daily Mail headline now. A lot of times they have really long headlines, right? But they have a headline and a sub-headline. It simply says, I love my school, but I am here today because I would not call a boy a girl. And then there's another part of it. Teacher who refused to use a student's gender-neutral pronouns condemns insanity as he is jailed in Ireland. So the trouble for him started when he just simply said, uh, no, I'm not going to play the game. <laughs> and I've gotten emails from teachers, Christian teachers. There's a small remnant of Christian teachers. I call them insiders, one from Minnesota, one from Green Bay, Wisconsin. And they ask me questions about this. I tell them about these lawsuits that were settled. They asked me for advice. I just told one yesterday. You are going to be forced if you're going to remain a teacher to lie about your god your faith and even the truth biology and you have to decide i wouldn't want to be in your shoes bro i told this teacher yesterday after church he's in the public schools so
1: well and the thing is i expect that that oh public schools okay that's going to happen but we're talking Church of Ireland, Christian, like, which makes this
2: worse, which makes this
1: just (laughs) confusing. And, and and I know we are going to be persecuted here. We know that, but I think I I like how he said, um, how he says, you know, transgenderism is against my Christian belief. It's contrary to scriptures, contrary to the ethos of the church of Ireland and of my school. Like he is actually going by what his school is insane. And yet, what he did is what needs to happen more and more. You know, we always talk in the, for the past, what, 10 years, 15 years now in the public school system, especially these anti-bullying campaigns, you have to stand up to the bullies and we're not going to tolerate bullying. They are the bullies, yep. the transgender movement in the school system. They are the bullies. And so what he is doing is he is standing up to the bullies and he's going to all you need to do is stand up to them and they yes. will crumble beneath you. They yes. will crumble because they live on a, a, a throne of lies, as the, the movie quote goes. So. so
2: he also said that it's extraordinarily uh, reprehensible that someone's religious beliefs on this matter could ever be taken as grounds or for an allegation of misconduct. He said, my religious beliefs are not misconduct, they are not gross misconduct, they never will be. They are dear to me. Thank you, sir. For your faith being dear to you important enough to stand up for he said i will never deny them and never betray them christians pastors and people who just believe in the truth just just heed take heed to this i just want to quote one more person and even ready piers morgan what piers morgan yeah, no, he's the not a believer piers morgan? he's not conservative what? he no? said this jailed for not wanting to call a singular person they what a ridiculous farce how can anyone believe this is right in a supposedly free democratic society
1: nice job pierce morgan and like you said he isn't a believer but he there, more and more he wants the free speech to be come out and this is one instance where good job pierce morgan
2: yeah even people like bill maher sometimes are saying this is insanity but anyway all right still to come it's back to campus for millions of college students and One Catholic priest is doing his part to make sure that students at IU, Indiana University, have someone to talk to. Sounds like a great option for today's college campus. We'll introduce you to Friar Simon next.
0: If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project Media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows
1: All right, I am enjoying, we've had a random, you know, positive story here and there, and we got another (laughs) positive story. So uh, we have a seemingly good Catholic church priest ministering to the public and those on the campus Uh, we're talking about simon felix mikulski he's a catholic priest with the dominicans and he serves as an associate pastor at the saint paul catholic center at indiana university now he is available to the campus to all the students anyone walking by by doing what he's calling the priest on duty ministry And he offers prayer and the sacrament of confession, and he just has, you know, conversations. And I like the chair he uses, because that's the old school chairs that I grew up with. So I would be very comfortable just saying hey to him uh, and having a conversation. And he's doing this, as you see, all out there on the lawn. Um, His fellow priest, Patrick Hyde, actually posted a photo on Twitter of Father Simon Felix near his sign with the caption, First day of school equals first day of Father Simon spending time as a priest on duty on campus. And so in then a follow-up tweet, he wrote that a prerequisite of uh, evangelization, spending time where the people are. It's easy to make ourselves busy with work in the office, but the work is out on campus. Who knows? Father Simon Felix may be the only reason someone thinks of God today, and that's worth it. And that right there, that last comment, the, the simple fact that he is sitting there with his sign, with an empty chair waiting for you to come in, just them reading it and him saying, hi, how's it going? May be the only time that day they think of God, but I guarantee for at least the next 10 seconds as they continue walking, they will think of him. So I think just, even though, even if... No one sits down to actually have that conversation with him. He is making a difference right there. Uh,
2: he looks like a nice guy. Um, he does look a, like a nice guy. I wonder nice if guy. this is happening across the country. Um, I like that it says I really enjoy this time. I can meet new people and you know let them know that uh, they can call this uh, the Catholic Center a home away from home. um you know i don't want to get into a theological uh, issue here but the idea of priests blessing someone you know i can bless you by complimenting your outfit i can bless you by by doing good works doing good things for you so just so people aren't confused that that a, only a priest can bless other people i don't agree with that doctrine but i'm i'm thankful that he's out there because College students, especially freshmen, are some of the most confused and possibly fearful kids, young people, on the planet. So I'm glad that there's someone reminding them that there is a God that loves them and cares for them. But the other point I wanted to make, Katie, Indiana University, and again, it's it's not a Catholic university. It's not Notre Dame, but there's a priest out there. So uh, thank you, sir. I hope you're reminding them that they should all stand for life in mothers' wombs um, because that's what the Bible teaches. But Indiana University also has a Alfred Kinsey wing. Alfred Kinsey was the sexologist, the the perverted bisexual pedophile. And Indiana University, I think it's 75, is it 50 or 75 years, there's an anniversary now. of They're still holding this man up as a hero. So that's when I hear Indiana University, unfortunately, I know I'm making a negative twist on this story. Sorry, but it's the truth. They're still promoting a man who is a deviant and should have been arrested and jailed for doing experiments on young children, infants, um, prostitutes. Uh, You know, this man should have been incarcerated. Hollywood whitewashed him with the help of... Uh, Liam Neeson playing Kinsey in the movie, if you saw it. But I really had to share that because I'm Indiana University. I think about that when religion is brought up, and go, okay, at least they let a, a Catholic priest sit out there with a sign welcoming people. But. There's my two cents.
1: All right. Well, I'll end end on a positive then because he's been spinning this. He's been doing this for 10 years now. And uh, the reason he's doing it is because he wants to show the community that they do care about them. They want to be connected and prayerful um, in meaningful ways. And he says he's there to listen, to respond in a loving way with our Catholic uh, Dominican tradition of sincere spiritual friendship. And one of the models of our order is to praise, to bless, and to preach. Um, And then he says this is the heart of what's happening in each encounter. And so he said he's met people of all faiths, cool. uh, or no faith, as, as some say, and uh, he has had nothing but positive feedback and positive response, so it's a positive. Yes. We're gonna end on a positive, yes, it we're is. gonna end on it, but <laughs> when we do come back, we're gonna discuss how teachers should dress. Uh oh. That is the question many young uh, educators are asking, as some are being accused of dressing too, I guess, provocatively for the classroom. We will let you be the judge, stay with us.
0: Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company.
1: So you sent your kids back to the classroom, maybe you go and you see and you meet the teacher and you look him or her, mostly her, you look them up and down and you say, what are you wearing? And that is the question, I guess, being circulated on, you know, the TikToks and all the the YouTubes and all the Facebooks and all the social medias. Uh, Basically, are the teachers dressing appropriately? And there's a story where a teacher said, I'm a teacher who cares if I'm dressed sexy. And she's saying, like, who cares? That's like the attitude she has. Who cares if I'm dressed sexy? Well, some people might care. And so New York Post decided to write about teacher uh, Patricia Brown, who was asked actually to not return to the school for the 2022 school year. So Ms. Brown supposedly was asked not to return in 2022, and she says it's because of her penchant for wearing skin-tight dresses and hip-hugging leggings. Now, oh, Brown boy. teaches first and second graders, and she had been gaining some notoriety for her workwear for years now. Back in 2016, there were photos of her wearing skin-tight jeans that went viral on the Facebook. I don't know why teachers in what they're wearing is going viral on the on the social media because why are there photos being taken of them in the school wearing their clothing? Shouldn't they shouldn't they be teaching instead of taking photos and then putting them on Good on question. the the social media? Well, anyway, uh, at that time she was dubbed the hashtag teacher bay. So that's like terminology for like, wow, well, I want to be with her. She's my bay. Anyway. The uh, teacher, Brown, is 33 years old and she said, I'd always go to work and take pictures of myself in the classroom setting, showing off how much I love my profession and looking beautiful while teaching kids. Again, if you're actually teaching the kids, you shouldn't be taking the photos. Yeah, exactly. Um, And she said that her clothing has always been well within the vague guidelines for Atlanta, public school teachers. So this is was happening down in Atlanta. And she says that teachers are often bullied for their looks by the administration, parents, other teachers, and in higher grades, uh, even the students will bully. Hey, I've, I've been around kindergartners, first grade, second grade. They also bully for what I wear. But hey, I'm accustomed to being bullied for what I wear or don't wear. It happens. Now, she says that she has found a new job and she's teaching at a different school. she's still teaching the first grader so david here's the question teachers what they're wearing what do you think should should based on what she's wearing is that acceptable is that not acceptable who are we to to
2: know? it depends on if they're curvaceous or not no when i was in school i you know you could we should care less i mean it wasn't even an issue why times have changed i know but Growing up, when you were in school, when I was in school, the teachers just dressed a little more conservative. Why? Because that's where our culture was at the time. You know, this just shows how culture has changed. And to young kids today, almost everything is about sex and sexual expression and how you look. So much focus with the self. Selfie. Click. You know, it's how I look. Hey, I look pretty sharp in this. I'm sexy. You know what? Who cares? You're you're supposed to educate kids in the classroom.
1: And I think that's the thing is they, even the teachers are so focused on their looks more so and because it's always in their mind, how they look, how they're going to appear on the social media, uh, the appearance more so than the actual content. (laughs) So if they would actually focus on the content of education, then they would be like, I don't have time to pick out my sexy outfit. I would just put on some black slacks and a sweater. But hey, there is a teacher out there who's trying to help their fellow teachers by taking some of these sexier looking clothing and making them a little bit more conservative.
0: (sighs) You don't need new clothes. You need to look at your clothes differently. For example, this dress. I would not wear this to work. It's got a little hole right here. It's spaghetti strap. Now look at me now. I've got a little cute white ruffly tee under it and I loosen my straps all the way down so the dress is a little bit longer. I could wear this to work. From oh no, a pair of shoulders to your principal complimenting your outfit. From brunch with the girlies. To teaching the next generation, from spaghetti strap scandal to that trendy cute teacher, from eh, I don't really like this dress anymore to layering queen. Okay.
1: They're all too short.
0: Yes, my my thing, especially
1: <laughs> for you who teach first, kindergarten, first, second, third, elementary. If you're you're gonna spend half your day on bended knee tying shoes and in cleaning up snotty noses and all that, why are you wearing these? Scandalous looking clothing. It's just not, not comfortable. Not appropriate. Or comfortable. All right, before we go, is up next. Plus, David and I have some more fun facts to share with you, so stick around.
0: We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment for Katie, David, or any of our other show hosts, simply visit stayeducated.org. That's stayeducated.org and submit your question or comment. Our team loves to hear from you and might just give you a shout out on air. Again, visit stayeducated.org and connect with us.
2: All right, before we go, let's head back to Ireland where the country's data privacy regulator has just issued a monstrous $402 million fine against Instagram following an investigation into its handling of children's data. The decision comes after a two-year investigation into Instagram's business accounts, which give users more advanced metrics for tracking views and likes. Now, prior to 2019, business account users' phone numbers and email addresses were often made public under the default settings, and more than 60 million Instagram users under the age of 18 were able to change their personal accounts into business accounts. In a new law deal called, uh, our new law, sorry, called the Digital Services Act, companies are prohibited from using certain data to personalize advertising targeted at people under 18 years old. So Katie, it's good to see Ireland kind of standing up to protect the rights and privacy of children online, as we all should.
1: And if we could only get that School in line and allow the <laughs> yeah. teacher, the Christian <laughs> teacher, to teach. But hey, Ireland, you got some problems. We got problems. Let's, let's keep working.
2: So, speaking of protecting kids, a popular British children's cartoon is going the other way, recently introducing two lesbian polar bears to the cast. The cartoon may be of British origin, but it has become extremely popular around the world. Peppa. Pig has been translated into 40 languages and is broadcast in 180 countries. Who knew the series focuses on a four-year-old pig, Peppa, and her family. In 2019, a petition, 23,000 people demanded uh, the show abandon the traditional family in exchange for LGBT storylines. Katie, you have little kids. Do they watch Peppa Pig in the Petrick Household? Nope,
1: we nope. do not watch Peppa Pig nope, in North. We will not be watching Peppa Pig anymore, or, ever, or uh, I guess. Um, we also are gonna have to watch out for Arthur, because remember, uh, we had to make the Aardvarks gay as well, and oh. had to have a gay wedding, because it, it's Arthur. Just let him let so, him be.
2: Gay animals, gay, even if they're cartoons, do, how Why? do they have children? Why you have gay Why? animals, and in the animal kingdom, too. Anyway. Finally, this past weekend, we honored those who lost their lives 21 years ago on September the 11th, 2001. Most of us know exactly where we were at that day, but as Young America's Foundation found out while visiting, get this, George Mason University, the college student of today knows extremely little about the tragic event that shocked the world. Take a look at this.
1: Who attacked us on 9-11? who attacked us, um, what's the group called? Uh, very loosely, not really.
2: A terrorist, I don't know the exact name, I forgot.
0: Um, I don't want to say the wrong, Iraq? Afghanistan? Do you know why they attacked us? Like, what was their reasoning for attacking us?
2: I don't know necessarily the reason? I mean, they're just considered a terrorist group?
1: Uh, I
2: personally have no idea.
0: Was it a retaliation of someone who was president at the time, like Bush? Do you think that schools, generally speaking, are doing a good enough job of teaching students about the importance of this anniversary and the significance of what happened that day?
2: Um, Not really. I remember only being taught about it twice.
0: I kind of think there's a big issue of it becoming like moral panic in a way to
2: marginalize a group of people. I think it for sure can be improved on. I think it's just like
1: taught as it happened and we should just know that it happened. They don't really teach about it and like, like doing this interview kind of like shows me like how little I actually knew about it.
2: That's a travesty. We will never forget that you, we had the bumper stickers. People have it on their cars. There were flags. There were things on social media. We will never forget, but we have forgotten. Katie, this is, this is horrendous. This is a reflection of our education system, or lack thereof, and it's, they didn't want to tell students. Part of the, One of the kids said, it's to marginalize the Muslims, is what people use that for, so we don't talk about it. This is wrong, and I'm glad we're talking about this today.
1: Well i'm actually having just watched that surprised at how well they did because i watch all these man on the street interviews all the time who can't even know that we have you know 50 states they ask the question who's the queen of england what country is the (laughs) queen of england and they mind blown can't do that so the fact that they were dancing i'll say dancing around The topic, at least they got a little bit more information than I've seen in a lot of people their age. Um, At the same time, it's because when you get to the history classes, in high school especially, they start at the founding and they work their way up and they never get to anywhere near current, present, recent modern history, they, they, if anything, okay, they spend so much time on the Civil War and then that's it, and they maybe get, even to the 1950s, like maybe just post-World War II and that's about it. So for them to even kind of be in the realm of it, I, I have, I'm I just gonna spin this to a positive, give a little hope that maybe, like that one girl said, well, even doing this interview makes me kind of, you know, start to think about mm. it.
2: Katie's spinning everything positive today. <laughs>
1: I'm trying, I'm trying. God
2: help our education system. That's important American history friends on 9-11. But anyway, that wraps up this segment. More to come next time.
1: All right, hold on. Before we let you go, David and I want to find more ways, as we always do, to embarrass ourselves. I do it on the daily, so why not just take another stab at it? Uh, What a better way than to share some fun facts about us. And today, my fun fact is Phil Collins. Sir Philip, Ooh. actually. Sir Philip Collins is my favorite musician, and he is one of the top drummers of all time. And if anyone wants to come at me and deny that, then uh, you're just a big fat liar because Phil Collins is amazing. When solo and with Genesis, both, both, all of it.
2: All right, I have a fun fact. I've got the pictures at home. When you're an actor, you have headshots of yourself looking whatever, actorly. Dapper. Yeah, but I actually hung on to... That's my very first script that I ever got. I have it right here. I hung on to it. It's a whole script for The Young and the Restless. My first speaking part on television was in, I'm going to date myself here, but it was 1989. I played a limo driver right on this cast script. It's, there's a driver as one of the cast. And there's my name up at the top, uh, Dave Fiorazzo, Young and the Restless. And I want to share my role was a limo driver. and My line was, right, I need to act this out. My line was, ready? Excuse me, where would you like all the bags? <laughs> Seriously, that was my first line <laughs> well, on CBS
1: time, in Time out. So, that's, right. that's Emmy-worthy. And I wasn't that's even nominated Emmy. for that. How? I can't believe it. They passed you up again. And please do send us all of your feedback at stayeducated.org. And that includes your debate about Phil Collins being one of the greatest drummers of all oh, time. Yes. Now, before we go, I have to address one of my other very, very favorites, and it is my very, very favorite, not as president, but as a founder, the John Adams. So we have a question that rolled in um, from Matthew. Matthew, thank you for sending your question and thank you for watching us. Um, He asked, why is there not a John Adams Memorial? Also, why hasn't there been more Navy ships? Uh, named for John Adams because he heard a PragerU episode on him, and it seems like there should be more memorials, especially navy ships or even an aircraft carrier for him. Um, the reason he's saying the navy for John Adams is John Adams is the one during his presidency that got the navy actually to be the navy. He was a right. big proponent of uh, being strong, you know, national th- defense. National defense in the waters uh, to protect our borders. <laughs> and in, uh, regarding, well, first off, there was uh, actually a John Adams ship that was that was made, it it only was around for like 15 years and it was just at the turn of the, I guess the turn of the 19th century, so turn of 1800s. it was only around for 15 years and then it, you know, kind of burned up and all that, but you can go research that one, <laughs> but the John Adams Memorial, they've tried to do it in DC and it keeps getting like pushed back cause they don't raise the funds for it. But if you want to, and if you'd like to help fund my trip someday, uh, <laughs> out to the Boston area in Massachusetts in what is now Quincy, Massachusetts, but at the time. Braintree Massachusetts they do have like the homestead of John Adams they have you can go down the crypt and see like where John and Abigail and um you know other family members are buried there and there's like a museum and historical thing there's a library where there's like four generations worth of volumes of, of books and things wow. because John and, and the whole family read and I really 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 want to go and I was close to going but they weren't open because it's a seasonal thing for the winter i missed it by one week by one week i was there a week too early before they actually opened for the season and i didn't get to go but anyway that's all about that (laughs) so for david and myself thank you thank you for watching for listening and supporting our show until next time stay educated
0: educated is directed and produced by mike menzel hosted by katie petrick and david fierazzo makeup and hair by katie shoal graphics designed by dan Kaler. educated is owned by freedom project media see other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the freedom project media app copyright 2022.